You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Alan Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Alan Jerry's post game podcast. All right, here we go. We do a podcast on a Wednesday. It's the middle of the week. It's great to have you with us. Al, what's up, my man? Oh, uh, good morning, Jerry. You know, there's a lot of talk of uh, Twitter these days with Elon Musk, and uh, they talk about algorithms, Jerry, like what you see in your algorithms. I'm one of these people on Twitter. I I, I do the latest tweets. That's what I look at. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you know, you could, like, I think it defaults to. It decides to show you of the people you follow which tweets, like if you haven't been on for a while. But you don't fall into algorithms if you just p- click on show me the latest tweets. There you go. Like I come in in the morning, I click show me the latest tweets because I want to see what happened uh, the during the games at night when I was sleeping, if any news broke in the afternoon. So I, don't, I think the problem is people follow too many people on Twitter. Maybe. And then you're getting a whole barrage of things, and then you get algorithmed. You get algorithmed. I think so. You might have just created a new word. How many people you follow on Twitter? 600. Really? That's a yeah. lot of people. Yeah. I don't care. <laughs> but why you follow so many? I do a lot of different things. But do you, Are you following more people because you don't want to hurt their feelings? No, no. I think I follow a lot of, so just for, let's say, Rutgers, for instance. Yeah. For Rutgers, I'm I'm basically following all of the Big Ten basketball programs, all of the basketball SIDs because I need the information. Now I could stop following them now for sure, because you're off season. But then I'm just gonna have to go find them again, and then I will follow probably one or two reporters from each one of those teams. So just right there, I would say you've got 13 other, and plus all the Rutgers people that I follow from the basketball program. I would say just Rutgers related only. 14 teams, minimum of four follows per team, and then add another at least dozen from Rutgers basketball. I mean, right there I'm at 60 people, 70 people. But how do you keep up with all of that, even like say during the season? Like you're following them so that you don't miss out on things. But how do you keep up with that many people? I don't know, but here's what I do know. If I'm not following them, I'm not going to see it. Yeah, just it seems like. It seems like we all need, everyone needs to pare down their amount of people they're following. Otherwise, I'm you're going to miss. 
I'm not really, I'm not even remotely concerned about it. If I miss stuff, I miss stuff. Whatever. Right. I read the newspaper every day. I look at the show sheet. That's <laughs> what it is. Right. So I have, I mean, I have gone back and, and unfollowed people. Like, why? So I, I try to keep it somewhat relevant. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I, I do not care. Sometimes I think I should make lists. You know how you can make, yeah. like, Twitter lists? Yep. Like, I do one, like, uh, NFL or just, like, I should make one Twitter list for during the show. Right. So yeah. during the show, I'm seeing all the beat writers and the, so if there's any news and things. And then outside the show, I don't need to see those things. And then I need to see them again when the show starts. Sure. And then uh, outside the show, I can uh, follow just the fun things I like to follow. Sounds good to me. But sometimes people get insulted if you bump them to a list instead of a follow. Again, I mean, people need to find a life. Like maybe I Honestly. need to, like I unfollowed a bunch of WFAM people because it was annoying me, but maybe I just need to make put a fan list. Them on a list. Yeah, there you go. You can just check it once in a while when you want yeah, to. Yeah, I might. Do, I might start doing lists, Jerry. You could definitely do that. But then I'm then it just puts you more time on Twitter. You know what I mean? I yes, and this is coming from someone who just took a Twitter break. I took a Twitter break, but I was in uh, I, I was in full force back Monday, Jerry. Couldn't I wait was, for it to end, could you? No, because yesterday I also tweeted out the the um, couple companies now are are putting out those things that look like starter jackets. I saw you tweet that. Yeah, I love those. I know Homage has some of them, uh, and I don't even know which company was was putting them out. Yeah, and I was wondering, like, hmm, at what age can you continue to wear? Like, could we wear we, whatever you want? Plus, we work in sports, Jerry. If we want yes. to wear a starter jacket, we'll wear a starter jacket. Why not? But they don't have the cowboy one that I had that said cowboys across. Yeah. What do you have? What do they have? Because I had the I had the dark blue one that said cowboys across and gray, and I had the gray one as well. That also said cowboys across. Yeah. I don't know if the cowboys are part of this. So they have the colors and it says Dallas? No, I don't even think they uh, – I think they only have certain teams that are now part of this thing. Could be. I feel like Jerry Jones does his own little the deals here. Well, that's always been his issue. Yeah. When, remember when he did the whole sponsorship with – was it Reebok when the league was Nike? And he did Pepsi he when did it was Pepsi Coke or, Coke, or yes. vice versa, whatever it was. He's been – that was when he first got the team. That was one of their major issues with him. Like, no, no, you don't just break ranks. He's like, <laughs> damn, damn right, straight my I stadium. Do. Right. Like, hell, I'm not. I'm here to make money. He's making money. Yeah. <laughs> and a lot of it. Yeah. Yeah, that's what he just went to the opposite of whatever the NFL was doing. Like, he did it openly. Yeah. Daniel Schneider just stole money from people. Right. That's a different <laughs> tactic. That's the allegation, yes. Yeah, I want to find... I also would love to find the old... Uh, then people were sending me stuff from the Sears catalog, NFL yes. things. Like, the, the... Remember the... Did you have the NFL jackets that were not the starter jackets? The sleeves were like a leather-covered sleeve. And then the... I know I know. Joe Beningo used to have a Jet one. Yeah, yes. I'd never had one of those. Yeah, oh. I had one of those. I had a Cowboys one of those. That called the varsity jacket? Yes, the varsity jacket. Yeah, yeah. yeah and then people one. were selling me the showing me the um the uh NFL pajamas that yeah. Sears had. I used to have those too. That was funny too. And the guy from Super 70 Sports when he tweets out stuff from uh, the Sears catalog for the NFL pajamas for whatever reason. And I recall this being a thing back then. The the pajamas were labeled as flame retardant pajamas <laughs> maybe that was a selling point in case you're 
House went on fire, you get your kid out maybe? No, I think there was something like in the 70s, there were some pajamas that were made with a material that if you were caught in a fire, they got extremely hot and would melt onto your skin. Well, that's what I'm saying. It was like a selling point that if something happens, you're going to be safer in these. Yes, yes. That's what I want to put in an advertisement. (laughs) Oh, my God. Right, there's children wearing, like, Houston Oilers pajamas. I'm like, hey, these are flame retardant if there's ever a problem in the house. That's nuts. You can uh, feel free that you'll be fine wearing these Tampa Bay Buccaneers orange flame retardant pajamas. It's tremendous. Yeah, so I saw that on the thing yesterday. That's fun. Then the other thing I've been seeing a lot of on um, on Facebook for whatever reason, I get a lot of cute pet videos now. Okay. Two things. I keep seeing this person who has a monkey as a pet. Like uh, one of those like little monkeys. Yeah. They look so adorable. You're going to get one? I don't they're not know. legal, are they? I don't think they're legal. But this person, the That's other the thing day, Ross had in Friends, right? Yes, yeah. he's one of. It looks like one of those. The other day, the guy who does these videos with this monkey in there, he's got millions of views. It took the monkey to Home Depot. Hmm. So maybe they are legal. I don't you can't know. take that out if it's not legal, right? Maybe they're to a certain size and in certain areas, like probably New Jersey, you can't have a monkey, but probably in the Midwest. What was the monkey's name? Marceau. What yes. Is that right? I think so, yeah. Marceau on Friends. Yeah. But monkeys, a monkey. monkeys could be nasty, Then you too. can sit down and it'll eat with you. But the monkeys seem like they're very um, ADD. You know what I mean? Like, they, they are just constantly looking to get in the mix. Gotta have it. I don't know if they're ever sleeping. They seem like they'd be up all night. They have to sleep. The person that has this monkey that I see videos of, they're in uh, a diaper. It'd be so great if you ended up itself. with a small monkey after having regrets over getting a normal dog. Right. <laughs> I'd be walking a monkey around Bradley Beach. On your shoulder and the dog and the leash. Instead of it going like my dog sometimes will go on people's lawns. You know, you should, this monkey would be climbing on people's roofs. Think about what you're becoming. Yeah. You're becoming the weird pet guy. The weird pet guy. <laughs> I'd have my monkey riding my dog. Throughout oh, Bradley funny. Beach. You would be a character. You'd definitely be all over that Facebook page. I would be. Oh, there's a guy walking a monkey around town. <laughs> huh. But the I, pet, I would say I wouldn't do that if I were you. The pet videos also helped me, though, Jerry. Be nicer about pit bulls, which I was very against. You know I was a very anti-pit bull for, yeah. for many years. You were against, yes. I was very against pit bulls. But seeing cute pit bull videos makes me not as crazy. Well, I see a pit bull now on the street with my dog. I, I don't go the other way. Look at you. I think, I've always said this, I think it's how it's raised. If you get a pit bull when it's, you know, for out, out of the litter and you yeah. raise that thing, it's going to be every, I think it'll be the way you raise it. Right. I really do. But, I don't know that, but. But I even see some of these rescue videos on Facebook of pit bulls and like people will like find a beat up, malnourished pit bull on the streets or in a sewer and the dog when it sees a person is so happy and this and is I a, think that's to, amazing yeah to go rescue it that's the type of dog i would be concerned with if i had kids right because it's got something in its past that was violent probably and it was treated improperly as opposed to the the baby dog that you the puppy that you raise that would concern me although i applaud people that rescue them because it's right. incredibly sad. Yeah. What what's weird is the dog looks so happy to see a person even in that that terrible state it's in. 
And I'm thinking maybe that dog will be fine. Maybe. We don't know. I can't know. take that chance with a kid. Right. With a kid, it's tough. Right. You're a single adult or a, a, a couple. You could. You could. Mm-hmm. I do like to see if someone is walking a pit bull, though, in town, that they can hold the dog. You know what I mean? they're strong as hell. They're very strong. A lot of, Any dog with, like, a low center of gravity. Like, there's a chocolate lab in my neighborhood that's a puppy, but it's it looks like it's 100 pounds. That thing is low to the ground. It'll move you. Yes, it will. Like, my dog has thin legs. I could just get over here, you thin-legged but freak. You got to be careful if you give it to, like, a 15-year-old to walk. That's not exactly uh, right. reach maturity yet. Right. You know, a 110-pound 15-year-old walking a dog like that, it might be all of a sudden going for a ride. I see some woman in town that walks a pit bull, and she has it. She has the pit bull tied around her midsection. Oof. Now, the good news is she's a little heavy, the woman. Okay. So Portly. I think if a little bit, not not obese. Yeah. She's a little bigger. My my thinking always is if this dog comes after me and knocks her down, it should have, the dog would have to drag that body for sure to get to me. Yeah. I would think so. You know what I'm saying, Jerry? Yes, I would think so. So I'm not as concerned, even though I'm like, this dog can knock this woman right off her balance. Yeah. Drag her down, but you have to drag her down the street. That's what I'm saying. You're going for a ride. Going for a ride, a pit bull ride, Jerry. That would be crazy. And then it's also fun to see when uh, they have dogs for up for adoption that are clearly pit bulls, and they go, a, mi- a poodle mix. <laughs> <laughs> 10% poodle, 90% pit bull. Yeah. <laughs> but listen, they're trying to get these dogs adopted, Jerry. That's it. I don't, And they have a tough job. There was a place where we used to park the car in um, uh, Jersey City over yeah. by the, tra- the train station. Yeah. There was a uh, dog rescue place right near there. And in the afternoon, when we would go to get my car. We would see people all the time walking mm-hmm. pit bulls. That's what I really should have done. Walked dogs for charity instead of get dog for my home life. <laughs> like if just every day I went and walked a couple pit bulls. And if you didn't want to, you didn't have to. Right. You listen, I'm gonna be But where in your area are you doing that? Now you're gonna get in your car, you're gonna drive exactly, somewhere to walk. Jerry. You know you wouldn't have done no. that. I gotta bring my dog to a dog hotel this Saturday. Yeah. Because uh, we have a boomer charity event yep. in New York City. Yes we do. I've been contemplating too, do I want to Drive into New York City on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Take a car into New York City Saturday, or drive mostly up to New York City, like Jersey City, and take a car in. Or take a car in here, park near work where I'm familiar with the area, and then get a take maneuver, a car, which is what I'm probably doing. You'll probably park near here. I'm probably going to come here just because I know the area. It's by the tunnel. Right. I'll take a car to where we're going, which is not terribly far from here. And then I'll take a car back and then shoot right out the tunnel home. That's a good idea, Jerry. You're not staying over there. I think I'm going to do. I am not. I have a game tonight. We have a game next morning. And my wife's not going. So I will be um, in by myself on Saturday. You wear a suit? Yeah. Black tuxedo, black suit? Black suit. Me too. Black tie. It's a black tie affair. Although I go to these things and I see people in stylish well, colored ties. If you remembered, it doesn't the, seem right. The first, like, you did, I think, one or two of these before I did. But the first, like, couple years, I think I went in 2000, for sure, 2009. I think 2009 was the first one I went to. I remember 9, 10, and 11, I rented the tuxedo. Yes. And I remember we all looked at each other, maybe that third year, I was like, 
half these people ain't wearing tuxedos. And I mean the people that were sitting close to the stage that were donating lots of money. Yes. I'm like, why are we spending a couple hundred bucks? Because then, you know, we do donate too. Mm-hmm. So it's like, and you stay in the room. Right. It's like, why are we spending an extra couple hundred bucks on a tuxedo if half the place isn't? Correct. And so I went out and I bought a nice black suit probably right then and there. And then I got another one a couple years ago for Rutgers. So it's like, I'm good. Love the black suit. Yeah, it looks So fine. versatile, Jerry. You wear a, You could wear a, you. You color it up with ties sure. or the shirt underneath even. Yes, you can, you can do, that do a too. color shirt. Absolutely. I like that yellow shirt. Here's a, Right. And that would look nice with a black. i uh, wear a white shirt. I'm going to try and make it look like a tux. Me too. Here's the other thing I didn't like about renting tux, which I didn't know. Because I would go to rent a tux, and, I, and those years I thought, you know, I'm going to step my game up. I'm going to go like Polo Ralph Lauren mm-hmm. or something. That's only for the jacket. They give you generic pants. Yeah. Any that people were just in and farting in the night before. Yes, you're they, farting in it. They clean them up and give them to the next schmuck. Right. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, and the same, the vest underneath, the only thing that was Ralph Lauren or whatever was the Is jacket. The jacket, yeah. A Usually. ripoff. Yes, well, it's good business. Do you do that thing where you put the handkerchief no. in the front? Me no. neither. No, not interested. Yeah, I'm not interested in that either. Mm-mm. That's for show. I'm fine. Yeah. Nope. No, it nope, sucks nope, for nope. women, though. They feel like they got to buy a new dress every time they go to an event. I know. Like, Gina just bought a dress this week. For one night. Right. I'm like, where were you? Because she'll say to me, what do you wear? And I go, the same black suit I wore the yes. last four years. <laughs> she go, I'm like, just wear the same dress. This is the first one in three years that we're going to. That's true. All right, the pandemic. Because 20 and 21 was canceled. Down. Yeah. So the last one was 19. Right? Yeah. It was 2019, and I did go to that one. I might probably bid on a helmet, Jerry. All right. Autographed helmet. Good for you. <laughs> Just kidding. Hopefully you spent $1,000. Do not spend $1,000 on a No, you know what I like I to bid on? I what's going to happen. Someone's going to offer you gummies, and you're going to end up on an right. African safari. Right. <laughs> I like to bid on a trip. Yeah. Because that seems more. Then you're doing a trip. You're giving to charity. Yep. 100%. It's something. You I know went what a I mean, trip Jay? one year and I donated it to the charity to then sell. Really? Mm-hmm. Wait a second. You uh, at Boomer's thing? Yeah. I want it. Mm-hmm. I want a cruise, which I couldn't use. I don't know why I even bid on it. Probably you had a vodka. In I want maybe it's but you know it's possible. I want it, and then I donated it back to the charity that they were then able to sell. Yeah, because drinking and bidding. Is brilliant if it's, you're the ones trying to make the money. Yeah, it sometimes doesn't work. No, it works out just fine for them. Because you'd be like, I definitely need this Taylor Swift guitar. <laughs> uh, Why wouldn't I get it? Thousand dollars. <laughs> we, we take Venmo, but by four o'clock tomorrow, it'd be great. And what's Ooh. funny about that too? You're not bound by law. No, like you can theoretically, be like, yeah, no, nah, you know what? I was we drank way too much. Right, or I'd be like. For that. Freaking Jerry Reckle put my name down for I that. I guess you would just get, your your name would be dragged through the mud. Yeah. There's nothing they can really oh, do. Oh, Boomer would be like, did you bid on a Taylor Swift? Oh, 100%. Swift? And then they just go down to the next bidder, I right. guess. Who, by the way, you know is also thrilled that they didn't win. Right. If they were drinking. Right. They're like, oh, it made me look good. <laughs> so true. Lowball them on this object. No, Boomer always has cool things at that auction. Always. He has great things at that event. Because he gets them directly from the athletes. Yeah. And then he gives them stuff for that. I guess they all uh, work. It's a give and take. Yeah, they all work with each other and giving each other signed things for each other's charity. That's yeah. how you know they're real. 
Raising money. They're keeping it real, Jerry. Absolutely. Know what the key is, too, is you if you get something signed by somebody who's passed away. Sadly, yes. Like a Tom Petty guitar. He's passed. And that would be. Because you can't sign any more cool. guitars, Jerry. He's passed away. No, I know how that works. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> John Lennon's. Like, I, John Lennon. Imagine a John Lennon signed guitar right now. Where, where are we getting that from? Right. Where is it coming from? Please. But I'm sure they're out there. Yes. But can you authenticate it, Jerry? Yeah. Someone should be on getting a lot of Paul McCartney stuff right now. Exactly. George Harrison. Right. Loading up. Right. Like, Paul, let's be honest. (laughs) Nuts. I didn't say that. I just said everybody's got an expiration date. Let's start signing some things. start saving. Yeah, I feel like I need to get, like, a Bruce Springsteen autograph something. You probably should. Maybe he'll have one there. Right. You never know. We don't we usually get when we're the attendees get a, li- a pre list. Yeah, I was gonna actually ask for that pre list because I like to see what I'm going to be bidding on. Bidding on, yes, yes, Jerry. Oh boy, all right, that's yes, yes, creepy. Yes. Creepy. I'm gonna have me some beer Saturday night. Look at you, it's gonna be a big night. Oh yeah. Is Gina still not drinking anything? Uh yeah, she will not be having uh, drinks. Her. That's great. That's uh, a couple of years. Good now. willpower. Yeah, she's uh, doing very well with her willpower. You guys are some Jerry. couple. You don't want to eat anything. She doesn't want to drink anything. Yeah, and I I, won't, I don't drink any hard alcohol anymore, but I will have beers. Absolutely. I actually did think about getting a gummy for, her. but then I thought, what if I'm Get on a, you know, this is a black tie affair. What if you get on the table, drop your drawers, and start dancing? Yeah. <laughs> Swinging your shirt around. And then start bidding Woo! on, legitimately going by and bidding on every auction item. You know what would happen? A, epic. B, legend. <laughs> you spend $40,000 <laughs> on auction <laughs> items, then we're going to need Let that. Let me take my 401k withdrawal. <laughs> Hang on. That would be awesome. All right, Jerry, let's do the warm-up program. Now, we do that every Monday through Friday. That is live at 5 a.m. You can also hit us up on the Rewind on the Odyssey app or right here on this post-game podcast. Those are all the ways you can do it. So, This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The fan is on your smart speaker. To listen to the home of New York sports, just say, hey, Google, play WFAN. Good morning, campers. Alan, Jerry, don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. Here we go, a couple minutes after 5 o'clock. It is Wednesday midweek. What is up? The Eddie Scazzeri, handsome as always, and across from me, he's in his Asbury Park hoodie. Hiding his skeletal figure. His name is Al Chris Dukes. What's up? Good morning, uh, Jerry Recco. The Mets are kicking ass. Yeah, Jerry. they are. That's all that matters. We're winning every series. Jerry, and they're getting their ass kicked, and they're still winning. Still coming back. Jerry, if the Mets win every series, what will their record be? Uh, well, will approximately, they win? I would say, 105 and like oh, 57. That would be so awesome. Approximately. 
Because you'd win, oh, you'd win about sixty-six percent of your games. This is what I know: they're not getting swept once this well, year. Well, no, you don't know that. We know this for a fact. That's that, that's as silly as saying every doubleheader is a split. Also, fact, which is not because the Mets swept a doubleheader the other day against the Giants. Well, that's the thing, Jerry. There's an <laughs> exception to every rule, rule, except when the Mets are in a doubleheader because they'll win both of those. Isn't games. It's amazing what a different feel there is to this. Yes, team. I I put it more on Buck Showalter than Steve Cohen buying the team. I think it's a lot of things, and that's certainly one. Buck, that, Buck Showalter being here is a huge difference. That's a professional, older man, Jerry. You feel like they're in good hands. He's the type of guy I want piloting my airplane. White hair. He's been through some things. Still has all his faculties. You know what I mean, Jerry? It's amazing to me after he was done with the Orioles that he was a free agent for longer than five minutes. Yeah. You know why? Everyone was like, we're going to be like the NFL. All, we want all our coaches to be 30-year-old uh, whiz kids. Like Oliver Marmol. Yeah, goodbye. Give me the older guys, Jerry. Yeah, I hear you. It's weird looking in that Cardinal dugout and seeing him as the manager. Who's like, this now? Marmol? Marmol. He's a young kid? Well, he's a younger man, yeah. I don't even look in there. I feel like he just Jerry. finished playing. I thought they had Tony LaRusso on that team. <laughs> they did in 1986. 86, so it's been a couple years? <laughs> well, he was with the A's in 86. I'm kidding. But, yeah, I mean, he He's was. It's been a while. Yeah, you had him, and then, was right, it was him and then Mike Matheny. And now it's Oliver Marmol. Yeah. Well, guess what, Oliver Marmol? Buck You're... Showalter's coming we for got your ass. Buck Showalter, <laughs> white-haired man. He's seen some things. He's professional. Go ahead. Bean our players all you want. By the way. Pete Alonzo at this point has got to think every time he gets in the box, someone's hitting him in the head. Because it's it's not even May 1st, right, Jerry? Let I me check the schedule. I think that's fair. He's been hitting the head twice. It's April 27th. Yeah. The guy's been hitting the head twice. He's got in a car accident. What else did he do? He uh, crashed into a wall else? or something. All I know is he popped up so quick oh, last yeah. night. My first thought was he was going to charge them out, which he didn't. Ran to first base. And I'm thinking, how is he not injured? It broke his helmet. I know it did. And that ball's coming in in 90 miles an hour. I mean, it's insane. When they showed that in slow motion, his motion to try to duck the pitch move, actually moved the helmet almost off his head before mm-hmm. he got hit. Yeah. So he, he got hit with the fastball while his helmet was trying to move off his head. And yeah, Jerry, he popped up. He doesn't seem like a fighter, though. No, he seems too goofy, light, yeah. and fun. Yeah, but you got to let the pitcher know you're not for this. I feel like Starling Marte is ready to kick someone's ass. Yeah, now, yeah. So three Mets got hit last night. I didn't see the Dom Smith one. Me neither. They didn't show it anywhere. Well, if you watched the game, we would have saw it. I I think they were away. I wasn't home. I I think they were away on commercial, Jerry. (laughs) They were not away at commercial. (laughs) But listen, Starling Marte got hit, bases loaded. So clearly. They were trying yeah, to hit that him. was an inside. That to me was not that big. You get annoyed by it, but that yes. wasn't. They was not trying to hit him, and they, they weren't trying to hit Alonzo either. I really Correct. don't believe that. Right. But what? But everyone keeps saying, even uh, the Mets pitcher Bassett last night. Yes. he's ticked off. He thinks Major League Baseball doesn't care that uh, players are getting hit. He says that it's not intentional. It's the baseballs themselves. Who knows what these baseball? I guess they're too slick. And he's so. This is what he said, uh, Chris blah, 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 Bassett. Blah. He was asked why they're bad. Like he kept saying the balls, the baseballs are bad. And then I was gabs. He's like, well, how are they bad? They're all different. The the first inning, they're 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 decent. The third inning, they're bad. The fourth inning, they're okay. The fifth inning, they're bad. Um, 
then we have different climates. Every, everything's everything's different. There's no, no there's no common ground with the balls. This is what I don't understand. And I've, I've referenced this game many times because I learned a lot sitting in the first row or the second row with G the one time the Mets had us out. The amount of baseballs that they go through in a major league game to me is insane. And I don't mean the foul balls that go into the crowd. That happens. That makes sense. You don't throw them back like in a football game where you throw the football back. I understand that. But like a catcher would take a random pitch, look at the ball, toss it away, and then ask for a new one. And they're running through, I think they run through, I want to say it's three dozen baseballs a game. Why would you not keep the ball in play that's weathered a little bit? It's got some dirt on it. Like, And I get he, I get what he's saying. It seems like they're opening a new box every inning, and so there's no consistency to them. But then I'm thinking, isn't the same manufacturer making the same damn ball? I don't understand. I don't get it. Not only that, but it's got to be all major leagues. So why are only the Mets getting plunked in the head? Uh, well, I they lead the league. I they're I think it's happening a lot. Yeah, they got uh, eighteen hits in the head. Well, yes. eighteen hits with balls. Uh, two by Pete Alonso in the head. Jerry, why don't we get some of the what Rawlings still makes these baseballs? I believe so. We use I know for uh, youth ball we use Wilson, but I think baseball still Rawlings. Yeah. How about this? Why don't we get some Wilson balls? How many baseballs do you think are used? I said I said three dozen. You said three I'm dozen. a little off. Let me do the math on that. That's thirty-six balls. You're right. How many do you think? This is according to an equipment manager, an MLB equipment manager. How many balls are used in one MLB game? Thirty. Between ninety and a hundred and twenty balls are used in one MLB game. That's stupid. And then how many games are the Jerry's? 162 yeah. games a team. So 162 times 100, make yeah. it simple. That's 16,000 balls. It's a lot of balls. I'd like to buy some stock in Rawlings balls, Jerry. <laughs> Rawlings balls. Rawlings balls. <laughs> Jerry, let's get a whole bunch of balls in here and inspect them. I'm telling you, man. It's just silly. It really is. Are these made of cows, these balls? Rawhide. I don't like, Is it rawhide? Leather. leather? I don't know. I have no idea. I really don't know. I've only held a baseball a million times in my life. I, I mean, I am a meat eater, Jerry, so I'm not one to criticize, but we are just abusing cows at this point. We're making baseballs out of them. Footballs are it? made out of pigskin, I heard. Uh, we're making uh, steaks and leather jackets and leather cowboy boots. I mean, the cows have just got to be like, Yeah. is there anything else I could give you? My milk. Oh, you take that already. <laughs> My gosh. Take my leg. Oh, you eat that. Yeah, yeah. You eat my leg already. <laughs> I know. Man. So they are made of cowhide. Yeah. Winding layers of yarn and a core of rubber coated cork. Cork. I say that very carefully. Cork. Say rubber coated cork. Rubber fast five coated times. cork. Five times fast. Cork, cork, cork. <laughs> no, no, you I don't want to say thing. the whole thing. Jerry, I'll say the b- bad word. <laughs> you might. So, yeah, that's what they're made out of. Yeah, I do poor cows. Man, I used to buy cheap baseballs when I was a kid to like just you know we play baseball well, in the matter, neighborhood. You hit. <laughs> no, in the neighborhood I could hit because we just <laughs> lob it in so we so we could each uh, just hit the ball. Mm-hmm. We broke a baseball up one time. It was filled with ramen noodle wrappers. This is true. Like the where did ball, you buy this baseball I don't from? Know. Some sporting goods store. I don't know about that. Yeah, I have a garage with, sale <laughs> or a garage sale. They were filled with ramen noodle wrappers. 
Okay, that makes That's zero true, sense. Bob, Jerry. You clearly didn't buy a Rawlings ball. Let's break one open. I bet the Major League Baseballs are filled with ramen noodle wrappers. That's, that's no wonder st- why the pitchers are hitting everybody. Stupid. <laughs> really stupid. Yeah, it is. So that's what's going on. And so you have an issue right now. Now, if I check, you think there's a stat for hit by pitches? Yes. I know, but like easily to get. Yeah, definitely, Jerry. All right, let's see. Hit by pitch. Ooh, hit by pitch leaders. And that's going to be individual, though. No, see, that's not what I want. Anyhow. Now, Starling Marte getting hit yesterday was great. The uh, announcers for the Cardinals were like, that wasn't intentional, but when you get hit by a pitch, you're ticked off because it hurts and you're mad. Yeah, no kidding. It's exactly right. I mean, he took it right. The Starling Marte one was like right on the uh, bicep. Yeah, it happens. (laughs) That's where you want to get hit, though. Actually, the buttocks is the best place to get hit. Colorado and Baltimore have been hit. Not... Two-thirds as much as the Mets. All right. The team that's been hit the least, the Pirates haven't been hit once yet because they suck. <laughs> they don't even need to be thrown inside to. We just throw the ball right down the middle against the Pirates. They exactly. can't hit it. <laughs> we don't need the inside portion of they, the plate. They lost 21 nothing to the Cubs the other day. 21 nothing. Yes. I don't know if you saw that. I, I, have, I, I forget what that day. One. I think it was Saturday. Is that right? 21 nothing. yes. So yeah, so they the Mets lead the league. The Yankees are in the middle middle of the pack. But yeah. We gotta throw down next time. Just as a matter of principle. But remember this, that brawl from last week we talked about? A base brawl? No, not the one in the college. Oh, you were off. There was a wild brawl that featured the Mets minor league team. Oh, I did see this. Um, I believe there was one player that we saw was down on the ground, it looked like he was in pain. It looked like he tore his ACL. That sucks. Somebody dropped a Greg the Hammer Valentine elbow right on his ACL. No, right I think he was. It. I think it was in the middle of the scrum, and the, that they were fighting, and he tore his ACL. I believe it was. Jerry's sure, looking at. I like to follow Twitter. Uh, I like to see what's going on with some of the WFAN people on here as to how they're reacting to sports. What are your thoughts on this one? I look, I'm looking at Keith McPherson. He does the nighttime show here. He says that the Mets are are too boring because they keep winning. He's not going to watch them anymore. I like when the Mets are winning, but I'm a Mets fan, Jerry. I think he says I'll check the box. Says he says I'm trying to watch the Mets, but like them winning all the time is not keeping my interest. I'm sorry. Good for the Mets, but I'll just check the box box score. I get it. Well, first I would say he's a Yankee fan, which we know. That's true. Second, probably wouldn't tweet that (laughs) when you're coming on after the Mets and Yankees play. Correct, yeah, probably not great. Because you're kind of turning off half the audience. I I want to watch the Mets more when they're winning. I would think so. It's, it's It's more fun watching them win than watching... It's enough with the losing around here. I'll look at the box score when they're on a losing streak. You know what I'm saying, Jerry? Yeah, but I the understand. Mets don't go on losing streaks. The Mets already won the series. They haven't even finished the the series against the Cardinals. They're already them. winning. You know they're pitching. Who they're facing today? Who? Stephen Matz. Oh, that's right. The former Mets. Think Stephen Matz hit someone? Think he he's better not coming up and in on someone. Yeah, I bet he, I bet he hey, does. Francisco Lindor, <laughs> right in your face. Now they <laughs> no, said that uh, Pete Alonso is probably not going to play today. They just give him a rest. You have to. They said, listen, you've point, been hitting the head twice. You got in a car accident and crashed into a wall. We're gonna give you a we're gonna give you a day game off. It's enough. Got hit in the jaw guard in Washington. Right. I mean, my God. That's right. So think about it. Not only have the Mets been hit a lot, not only do they lead the league, but they had Francisco Lindor got hit in the head. Alonzo got hit in the jaw guard right in the face and gets hit in the head last night. So it's 
18, fine. Three of them have been above the neck. Yeah, we're not dude, going for that. That is dangerous as hell. And then I forget which pitcher on the Mets hit some dude in the ankle yesterday. Bounced one. And and the Cardinals are like, what's up? That, really? It's unreal. Uh, a, a bounced, a ball that was pitched and bounced and hit your ankle? You're look, They're looking like, Yeah, because that's up, on purpose. Mets? Please, I know. I Bring know. it, Jerry. That's what I say. The Mets need one good brawl to stop this nonsense. I don't know who to send out there. Maybe Starling Marte? You're right. Pete Alonzo's goofy. Starling Marte looks like he could throw down. Who else we got? But the question would be, does it stop it if it's the baseballs? I don't know. I don't either. I don't know. You got to rub the balls with dirt. That's what you got to do. Rub the balls with dirt. Let's get the sticky stuff back out here. Let's go. That'll help Garrett Cole. Well, that's what Buck Showalter said, too. Like that, the pitchers took it to too far of an extreme with it. It was one thing when they had it for grip, all good. But when you start using too much of it and you start really screwing around with the baseball and having it, you know, the whole rotation and blah, blah, the spin rate and all that, like what the Astros did, again, the Astros, Garrett Cole, part of that, they're the ones that ruined it for everybody. So, okay, you guys are going to do this? Fine, we'll take, we'll get rid of it. And why would they, like, they're, like, um, Chris Bassett said that the baseballs are inconsistent. Sometimes they're slippery. Sometimes they're... Are they doing different... Are they making baseballs differently? Or... That's my question to you. I don't know. Or it do doesn't we... make sense. Or do we blame the cows? I don't think we blame the cows. Because it's their leather asses that are on these baseballs, and maybe they're the problem. I think you are blaming the factory in Costa Rica that's making the baseballs for inconsistencies. Why don't we go down there and do an investigative 60 Minutes type reporting? I would love to go down. It's beautiful. Right by the, I'm going to go to the beach, though. Well, we'll, go, we'll do investigative reporting uh, a part of the day and go to the beach the other part of the day. Fine by me. And we'll, bring, we'll, we'll take from the factory a whole bucket of balls. We'll throw them around, Jerry. We'll see if we end up hitting each other in the head or if we can get it over the <laughs> the plate on the beach. I'm in if you are. All right. But that means you got to go to an airport. That's true. Owls out. I'll cut a ball in half and see if we've got <laughs> All right, let's take a break. Stuff. We're just getting started. It's 5-16. Lots of ball talk today, as you can imagine, as the Mets get hit three more times. Uh, 5-16, Boomer and Geo at 6 on the fan. I'll go ahead. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Boy, Oliver Marmol, 35 years old. Is that right? 35. Well, guess what? Marmol. You can't compete with Buckshot. <laughs> Don't even try it. Not yet. He's 0 for 2. Got a nice tweet, Jerry, talking about the baseballs and uh, how uh, the, the pitchers are complaining that the baseballs are getting away from them and they're beaning uh, Pete Alonso in the head too many times. You said, would they go through so many baseballs a game and why don't we let the ball well, stay I read in that. play? I, that's not my opinion, yes. Oh. Local28MC on uh, Twitter, Jerry, says, when we were kids and the ball started to split, we wrapped it in electrical tape. That is true. That is true. Did you ever play with electrical tape baseball? Yeah. Yeah. Why Absolutely. was that so common? 
because it was you played with what you had. We just go right in the garage. Our dads yeah. always had electrical tape just laying around. Just wrap it up. Absolutely. We do that with wiffle balls. When the yes. wiffle balls split and you're like, oh, we're down to the final couple, especially when the other ones are in the other people's yards. Like, you know what? Go grab the electrical tape if you want to keep playing. That's what we need in Major League Baseball. Electrical just, tape. The, right. When the electrical, each ball gets played until it needs one wrapping of electrical tape, then it gets removed from the game. Be great. You catch a home run ball. It's got electrical tape all over it. You know, it's funny. I was at Rutgers on Saturday watching baseball, as I told you. And there was a guy, I think he I think he was part of the Rutgers group. I'm pretty sure he was. He was in the stands. He looked like a scout, but he wasn't. He was there with a big bag of balls. And he had this conditioner. And he basically took every ball and put a little bit of conditioner on every one. And when he was done with one, you know, he'd open the, the baseball, condition it, throw it in the bag. And as soon as the bag was done, I didn't see where he went. My guess was he went to bring them to the yes. dugouts. Now they still looked new. But they were just a little off white because they had some wear to them. And I, I don't, I don't know what they do with Major League Baseball. I really don't. I don't understand this. How the the inconsistency of the baseball. I don't get it. So he was conditioning the balls to be played with. I I think so. Have you ever conditioned balls to be played with? I have. Okay, so I think that's what he was doing. All right, but I'm not 100 percent sure because I lost. Once he got up, I don't know where he went. It's weird when we talk. We talk about this all like with the Tom Brady and the footballs and the quarterbacks wanting to condition. How about you manufacture them and condition the balls and get them to us? <laughs> Why are we you. doing all the work? I, you're right. You're not wrong. They what do they say in Japan? They're a little tackier. Yeah, I would like, love that's a tacky all ball. you need to do, and then it's a straight across the line. Everyone's dealing with the same thing. You get rid of the rosin. You don't need any of that crap. You don't need stuff on the back of your pants. You don't put it on your hat. You got a sticky ball. Throw the ball. I love a tackified football. It's the only way I could get my hand around it. Small hands. Small hands. Me too. Not man hands. Mm. Anthony Rizzo hit three home runs last night, Jerry. He's pretty good. What do you think of Rizzo's performance? <laughs> pretty good. <laughs> Rizzo's Him. performance. He hit three home runs again. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Paul Olden. Uh, that was the Tommy Lasorda yeah. versus Paul Olden. That's right. After Dave Kingman, my main man, Dave's performance. Dave Kingman, Jerry, hit three home runs against the Dodgers. And Tommy Lasorda went nuts. (laughs) I part of me thought that was they were having fun with each other. Uh, It might have started that way. What did I think of Kingman's performance? He he probably snapped. Right, he goes, he hit three home runs against us. Like, have you ever... I know you were. Question. I know you were in locker rooms in Tampa. Yes, I was. Did you ever develop any sort of a relationship with a player? I would doubt a coach because you probably never got that close to them. But develop any type of relationship with a player where you kind of felt like not that you were friends, but he kind of knew you. You knew him, and he knew you. At some point, you're gonna have to ask a dumb question, and you figured you'd just get a respectful answer, and yet they went off on you. Never happened. Never happened to me, Jerry. No players ever got close to me. Because in my time and all these years doing college basketball, I've gotten to know many coaches, as you can imagine. Not many, but a good handful. And there has been a couple of times where they look at you sideways like, you idiot. And it's like, dude, I thought we were friends. Yeah, I thought we were buddies. <laughs> yes. And, and you don't want to ask the question, but you kind of have to. Right, you want, you need to get some something on tape. Yes, of course. Which is why when these guys would crush the reporters for questions i always tell you you go do it i'll never forget when sal had to go down and do the uh the on the field interview after the game he came it was the first time he did it it was columbia i mean no one cared he came up sweating and pale 
And I'll never forget, he walked in the booth, we were in a commercial break, and he goes, I will never crush another sideline reporter ever again. That's brutal. I'm like, yeah, it's not easy. Yeah, I used to like to just stick my microphone and let somebody else ask a question, and I just take the sound. See, I always like, I like the one-on-ones. I like the one-on-one interview conversation as opposed to the scrum because I always felt like if you get in the way, like the the newspaper writers do all of the, they really do. They break most of the stories. They're the ones that are putting out most of the content. I always felt like if you get in their way, like you have a job to do too, but I, I always felt like what they were doing in terms of the stories they were putting out, I figured, let me talk to my guy one-on-one. It's just better for radio. So I was kind of with you in that. Yeah, but. we used to, uh, my friend Whitney, who used to do all the, uh, I used to just put my microphone where he would go. And he would like to ask, because he did radio, so he would like to ask more fun questions. But he would always wait till the real reporters were done. Because every once in a while, somebody didn't want to answer a fun question. Sure. And they'd shut it down. And then you, the, the real. And then they're pissed The at writers you. would look at you like, what did you, what are you doing here? We need him, you jackass. Yeah. What would you say you do here? <laughs> By the way, the three Anthony Rizzo home runs, so interesting. The first one. I thought it was going to be caught. Exactly. I did. The first one looks like it, it would have been a great catch. It look, it, I felt like it should have been caught. Bad timing on the jump. The second one was a home run. The third one hit the foul pole. Mm-hmm. They all count. They all count. At the end of the day, he hit them all 450 feet. He did. But what's weird now, and this has happened the last couple of years of baseball, I feel like in the 1980s, and I know I always go oh. back to the 1980s, Jerry. you got to wake up, Al. And the 90s. Go out of your coma. That when a, you knew when a home run was hit the minute it left the bat. And nowadays, like mm-hmm. even that Yankee game yesterday, there were a couple... They don't even, like uh, uh, the dude on the Orioles who didn't catch the first home run that Rizzo mm. hit. I forget his name. The right fielder. Yeah, so he hit an opposite field home run later in the game. That looked like just a routine fly ball. Well, but that's been the case now for several years. Remember the Todd Frazier home runs when he was with the Mets? He had one where he dropped to a knee, <laughs> and the ball still went out of the yeah. park. And that's where we were talking about the baseballs being jacked a little bit. You've got the dead ball era where no one could hit a home run. What we have saw in the steroid era for where the guys were jacked up. Then we saw the home runs start flying, and the pitchers were saying it was the baseballs were made differently. Is it because they're so strong now? Like you would hear an announcer go, oh, he just got under it. Or he, oh, just sure. missed it. That still happens. Yeah, but now a lot of those are just gone. Well, in some cases, but there are balls that are still hit to the track that don't quite make it that look like, like we've talked about this before. You go to a game. Sometimes a guy hits a routine fly ball to left field. It looks like he hit it, you know, out of the state, out of the stadium. Yeah, if you have no experience watching a game yeah. in person, and the first time you go, like it's gone. It's impressive. When you go to a game, it's impressive how far these guys hit the ball, and you realize, wow, on television it looks like it's a lazy fly ball. Like he crushed that thing three hundred ninety feet. The problem is the fence is four hundred feet. Right. You know, or even shorter. You're right, though, because there are times like when we everyone mocked John Sterling for him calling the Stanton home run. Stanton drilled that ball. Yes, he did. And everyone thought it was gone. And it stayed in the park. Yes. And at other times, it's like it looks like just got under it. And then it floats right out of the stadium, Jerry. The ones that get me are the opposite field home runs that look like it's going to be a pop-up. And they just keep carrying and carrying and gone. And you know in the, in the summer, the ball travels further because of the air and the whatever. 
Moisture. Well, what I don't know about moisture. Humidity. It's just with the air is thinner, I guess. Oh. I don't. But, but Eddie, if we're so, if the air, especially in this area, if there's so much humidity around here in the summer, isn't the air heavier? Yeah, but it's the temperature, it's the heat that helps it travel further. All right, there you go. So the balls fly farther. In I the thought summer. the balls then go further in Colorado when it's always cold there. But that's that is a thinner air. Oh. Because of the elevation. So it can be thinner air or warmth. And then when you're in Colorado in the summer, they actually hit the ball to the next city. <laughs> or in Wrigley when the wind's blowing out. That's true. That was where my man Dave Kingman was his best, Jerry. Wrigley with the wind blowing out. Good old Wrigley. You ever been there? No. I've never been to Chicago. I feel like I should go there at some point. You're not missing but anything. But then really, what's there? You're not missing anything. I see this It's city a nice every city. Day. But it's just like here. Yeah. No. Except the water. I mean, it's the same thing. It's just a little windier, I guess. I don't know. The, the only difference, I think, between here and Chicago is I heard that in Chicago, they hide their garbage behind buildings instead of right in the front. That seems nicer. Yeah. I will tell you, nice. the few times I've been there walking around yeah. the city, and I'm not saying this for the entire city, where I was, very clean. Cl- a clean city. Because they clean. hide their garbage. And that might be it. I don't know. It might be it. And not nearly as much traffic the times I've been there. I don't know why that is. I, well, I guess I was there twice during the pandemic. So that's why there wasn't so much traffic. It. That'll I guess. do it, Jerry. That's probably possible. When you go, you need to go to large cities when the, the cities are shut down because of a virus. That <laughs> is the, really the best times to travel. It is, uh, it is nice. That is true. Jerry, were you impressed with Luis Severino last night? I was, think of and I liked how I liked how John said I did hear this when you know ending the fourth inning. He's like, eh, I just want to got to tell you, it's twelve up, twelve down. Not saying he's going to throw a perfect game, but this is a heck of a start for Luis Severino. He's good. So he went fourteen up, fourteen down. Yeah, pretty good. And then uh, the one inning, uh, once he got into the sixth, I think it was right uh, in the seventh. He gave up uh, four runs. That's okay. He gave you six good innings. The Yankee offense was off the charts last night. No problems. He gets the win. All good. You got three Rizzo home runs. Judge hit a home Gallo run. Gallo hit a home Gallo run. Gallo hit a home the run. The Glaber Torres triple was a big deal. That was Cleared nice. the bases. It yep. really kind of blew, blew the game open. So, listen, the Yankees are doing what we expect the Yankees to do against these bad teams. Go win another one tonight now. Well, that's what they're supposed to do. Because when are. they played in Baltimore, they didn't do that, Jerry. They lost two out of three. Yes. That's exactly right. So go beat them again tonight. And then all of us, so they're what? They're 11 and 6, I believe, 12 and 6. Some, they're somewhere around there. All of a sudden, you start to look, and now they're creating separation in the standings in terms of their record, not with where they are. And then Thursday, I was looking to see who the Mets have. It looks like the Mets are, the Mets are off. off. They take on, They play the Phillies Friday. Oh, is that right? Yeah. In uh, City Field. Yes. Tyler McGill will pitch that On game. Friday. Against Aaron Nola. And I didn't realize Bryce Harper's hurt. He's DHing, but he hasn't been playing the field. I didn't know that. So, and he had a few hits yesterday. Sounds like he just wants to hit and not play the field. No, I think he's hurt, actually. But he could still hit and run around. He can. He can. I don't know what the extent of the injury is, but that that is the one good thing about the DH is that it can keep you in a game even if you're not in the game. Or if you're really hurt and the team needs you, you can come in like uh, uh, Kirk Gibson did. Just and just limp. hit a home run and oh. limp around the bases. That is, to me, the greatest. That is, to me, one of the greatest sports moments ever. Yeah. I would put that top three. It might be. The drama behind it, Jerry. He comes limping out. It might be. Oh, my leg. They fought off all those pitches, Jerry. And then whoosh. And he was really hurt. He was hurt. Like, really he was limping hurt. around the yeah. bases. Yeah, no, Pumping you're right. His fist. 
And that's right in your wheelhouse. Too. Oh, my gosh, Jerry. But that's, it was against Dennis Eckersley. That's when you cared. <laughs> <laughs> right, quick, quick break. <laughs> Five thirty. He noticed he did not. Uh, <laughs> that's what I would watch. That. <laughs> that's what I would watch a Dodgers A's game. I know you didn't. Now I would have to pay him at least four figures to start to even have the negotiation or the conversation for you. Watch the Dodgers and the A's. All right, it's 537. We've got a little more time to go. Boomer and Geo then at the top on the fan. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, the Mamas and the Papas, it is Wednesday. It is nice to have you with us. Coming up on a quarter to six. And we've been all over the uh, the ball situation in baseball, Mets, Yankees, good stuff. Jerry, I was so disappointed yesterday because we finally got to see what was in that Yankees memo. Why were you disappointed? Because I thought we were getting something cool. But you did, though. You got the fact, and this is where, again, I'll be clear about this. I don't care about all this stuff. I don't. You got, you got, Proof, or at least the, the the allegation that they had guys in the replay room trying to decipher the signs. Guess what the Astros did? What they do? They had they were using the replay system to decipher signs. Now they relayed it by use of banging on the garbage pail. I didn't say I didn't read the entire letter. I only saw the first page because it was lengthy, and I actually didn't see it until I came before we came in here. But. They, they were doing a lot of similar things. Fraud! Fraud! And again, I don't care. But I, I just don't understand why, you, if you were Brian Cashman, why you're still so angry from five years ago when right around the same time you were kind of trying similar things. Now the Yankees released a statement about that saying they were not fined for sign stealing. They were penalized for improper use of the telephone in the replay room. Which is where they were doing what? Stealing signs. MLB reaffirmed that the Yankees didn't violate any sign-stealing rules at the time. At the time. At the t- Well, and then when the Astros did it, was it were they, no, were they not allowed remember. to be doing I, that? I don't remember the answer to that. I mm. don't know. I, I feel like, no, I feel like that they were the ones that really brought this to a head. So the Yankees would have been allowed to look at the replays. They just wouldn't be allowed to phone up to the I don't know how they were doing it but if you remember remember Joe Girardi on MLB Network was talking about and it's a video that some people have kind of buried and again who cares but he was talking about how they were trying to have a relay system of getting the signs to the guy at second base to get it to the guy at home this has been going on for 130 years it's just gotten a little more advanced and now there's uh, they've set up rules that uh, that you can't break these rules. Well, Back that, then they are, did they didn't have those. And rules. now we have pitchcom, so that how can you possibly steal them unless you're going to basically break into the Bluetooth signals, which I suppose someone will try. 
But I, <laughs> we should let players have cell phones out on the field. You text them. <laughs> this looks like a curveball. How about this? Change your signs every inning. Eh, that seems so confusing. But it's not, though. But it's not. I'm a pitcher. I go up there, right, Jerry? Yeah. It's now the third inning. We've mm-hmm. changed signs because we don't want to steal. I'm like, what was two again? Two well, fingers down? No. That was a, normally a curveball. You don't now do that for a fastball. living, though. No. It's really not. It's not. All you do is change your indicator. It's not that big a deal. I and, know, and you only have to do it if you start to sense something's up. Oh. Like, and only when someone's on base. Yeah. I mean, if, if if all of a sudden a couple of batters are really on you and you're a little curious, change your signs. By the time they figure it out again, innings have gone by. If you were a catcher, would you wear nail polish so that your pitcher I could, would not. could see your fingers I know better? some guys have done that. I would not. Or you use whiteout on your uh, fingers? No, I wouldn't. I would. I would. I would not. What if, you're, what if your ace pitcher required it? No. What? I'm not putting nail polish on my hand. Max Scherzer said, hey, Jerry, I love you as my catcher. You're the best. You call a great game, but I need to see your fingers. Please paint Well, then them. we need to have a negotiation. You know how when a guy comes over, he wants his number? Yeah. All right, well, if you want me to paint my fingernails, what am I getting? <laughs> Do I need to pay you per start where you're painting your fingernails? There's a, there's a negotiation, especially if you're making $36 million and I'm making $2 million. What if he sent you for a beautiful pedi- a beautiful manicure to paint the what Mets? What are you paying me? To paint the Mets no. colors on your fingers. No. I want a new Ford Raptor. That seems doable. Two down. I like, too, when they when they pat the inside of their thigh, Jerry. Like, that, pitch it to that side. Yeah. I don't think catchers get enough credit for pitchers pitching well. I, no, I think they do. You do? Yeah, I do. When you have a good pitcher-catcher combination. Battery? Yeah, it's really... I was going to say that. I didn't know if you knew what it meant, though. <laughs> I, Jerry. Oh, like that's such a weird thing to think. This is how you know, Jerry. I I talked about Oliver Marmol before, and you thought it was a new book. Right, but all you have to do is this. I've, I want to use the word battery to mean pitcher-catcher. Did that exist in the 1980s? <laughs> yes. It probably Then you did. feel safe to use it. <laughs> that's fair. All right, Jerry? <laughs> I think catchers do. You have a great catcher. It makes all the difference in the world. For a pitching yeah. for, a, for a staff, it really does. And even so, remember was it was it Wilson Ramos with the Mets? He used to drive me nuts because he would never hold the pitch. And not that you're trying to trick the umpires. I'm not saying that, but yeah, there were so many times the pitch would come in, he wouldn't even give the umpire a moment. Right back, I'm like, stop, just take a breath. Yeah, I like when they move it slightly, like in the catch. As they're making yes, the catch, yes, but it can't be too much because then the umpire gets annoyed. Oh, then they think you're trying to fool them. Correct. It's got to be subtle, and the good ones do it well. Jerry, you want to do a good for you segment? I right love here? a good for you segment. Yes. I don't have a whole segment. I just have a. I have one good for you. All right, we're not playing Olivia Rodrigo or anything, right? No, just okay. uh, again, I'll give you the story. Uh, then we'll say about that person a good for you. Yes. Okay, Jerry. J.R. Smith, Jerry, you're familiar with. He used I've to play basketball. He's uh, a golfer for the, now. He used to play basketball for the Knicks here. Yep. He used to play basketball for the Cavaliers. Cavaliers yep. Probably some other teams. I'm not familiar. No doubt. Yeah, Denver. Uh, Denver Nuggets. Uh, he went back to college, Jerry. He's a college student now at uh, North Carolina A&T. Whatever that is. Yeah. He's a golfer now on the golf team, and he was named North Carolina A&T's Academic Athlete of the Year 4.0 grade point average. That's straight A's, Jerry. Hey, J.R. Smith. Uh, oh, good, good for, for you. you. Good, that is. That's great. That's very cool. 
He's going to class. I'm so fly, I'm so tight, my, my game is so right, so right, so right. You think he's going to class? You think he's doing it online? I'm so fly, I think he's I'm so tight, my game is so I've seen video, video, so and photos right, of him walking so around campus. Right, yes. So right. Imagine that. You've made millions of dollars in the NBA. Yeah. And now you're going back to school. And you're a college athlete. I mean, come on. Playing golf and getting a full point. I'm back, baby. <laughs> I never left. You never left. I'm here. just in the Midwest. I'm bombing threes from Everbuchangle. <laughs> it's me. <laughs> I'm bombing threes from Everbuchangle. I always thought once you take a paycheck to be a pro right. athlete, that 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 your your college eligibility was over. No matter the sport, I did not know. That as long as it was a different sport, you go back and compete collegiately. So after uh, there is a there's a rumor out there that when he's done playing college, he's going to go play junior college football. <laughs> I mean, it's ridiculous. I love it. <laughs> so could he become a professional golfer? I don't know. He's competing well at the college level. I mean, could he be a professional? Yeah, I don't, professional. I don't know. I don't know how good he is. I've never. I don't know. What if he's excellent? If he's excellent, well, he seems to be. What's a good handicap to say for golf? Like, if uh, what do you think? Like, for what level? Well, like, like well, what do you think Boomer is? A five. Five handicap? Yeah. That means we give Boomer five strokes? That means on a par 72, Boomer is expected to shoot around 78, Seven? 79. So it's a so it's not a full, so the number is a little tricky. It's not, well, you're a five handicap, you should shoot 77. It's a little bit more than that. So yeah, I mean that's he's breaking eighty though. Boomer's really good. What when would he gets I be? In the groove. What's the most handicap Oof. you could be? I don't know. That, I don't know that there is a most. I don't know if you could be a forty handicap. I'm not sure. <laughs> I would think you, if you played yeah. seventy two, if you were able to break one ten, that's what twenty eight thirty eight. Yeah, you'd probably be a, a handicap of thirty five. So if I was a thirty five handicap against Boomer five handicap, and I he's got to give you thirty shots, right? And let's say he really does beat me, but because I get thirty shots, I win. Yeah. I'm considered the winner. Yeah, well, when you're gam- when you're betting, that's how you kind of level the playing field. Oh, okay. Because otherwise, you'd have no. Ch- you might win one hole on him where he hits a ball out of bounds and yeah. just has a blow-up hole, and you have one of those. Everybody can have a good hole where you you know, you know get on in two or three, you have a good putt, you make a five and a four. So you might beat him once or twice in a round of 18 right. holes, but he's going to crush you the other 16. Right, like maybe he gets stuck in the woods, then he hits it into a sand right. trap. Well, and even think about this. Even at a, let's say he's giving you 30 shots. That means on 12 holes you're getting two, and on six holes you're only getting one shot. So even getting 30, you're still probably going to get clobbered by him. <laughs> because on a par four, he's going to have an opportunity for three more times than you're going to have an opportunity for a five. Hmm. I mean, you're going to be fair. dribbling the ball off the tee. Maybe. He's going to be 290 down the middle. <laughs> it's it's silly, actually. You really should probably be a 60 handicap. Give me 60 strokes and I'll Three shots per hole and you could compete with Boomer. Right. Even that. Seems fair. Even that would be... He'd Close. still win. He'd yeah. probably still win. Right. You'd still take him in a in a bet. We gotta go. It's five fifty three. We held one story for you at yes. the uh, on the other side, and then Boomer and Geo. Right now, Odyssey Sportsman at Amy Lawrence on the Atlanta Hawks. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry. The superheroes of WFAN. All right, a couple more minutes to the top. Mets win, Yankees win. Good day. Rangers did lose. What else? And yet another example of why you should never have children. Oh, Jesus. 
Vince Wilfork's son pleads guilty to stealing his dad's Super Bowl rings and selling them. Okay, great. This is why you don't have kids, Jerry. There have been uh, tons and tons and tons of Super Bowl winners. And yeah. I have not heard of any other kids stealing their father's Super Bowl ring and doing something and being arrested for it. Now, he did end up getting the Super Bowl rings back. No, so no harm, no foul. <laughs> yeah, the kid's going to Just jail. punish him. <laughs> the kid's got, like, all chest tattoos with sayings so on it. That's okay. Something He's expressing went, himself. Something went wrong there, Jerry, with this Vince Wilfork's kid. If I'd he like stole to see his a rings. chest tattoo across your nipples. <laughs> <laughs> Badass. You could have, like, one of those things you buy in the mall. Yeah. Right around one of your nipples. Uh, yeah, you yeah. You could have a saying scrolling right around. <laughs> I don't know what it would say. Something about life. Like a footprint. How about this? It just says, live, damn it. <laughs> and just live. don't follow my lead. <laughs> live your life. I do like that. I just wish you would. And start just taking live. your own advice. I live, and Jerry. do something, for God's sake. I eat turkey and uh, carrots. I know. It sounds much. so exciting. I, I think I would die from boredom <laughs> if I lived with you. WFAN and WFAN-FM and HD1, New York. An Odyssey station.